hello everyone. Welcome back to Kate's and Jates. Welcome back to uh Fantastic Four month. Um the fourth month of the year, the Fantastic Fourth month. Yes. <laughs> um, just just like Taco Bell's fourth meal. The, yes. The Earth fourth month. <laughs> fourth month. And then there are also other months after it, so it's a little bit different, but uh it's fourth month. Um and we are continuing to talk about the Fantastic Four. Um and we are talking today about uh Sue Storm, uh the Invisible Woman. Which uh two things about that are noteworthy. One is that like I feel like she's much more commonly known as Sue Storm even though her name canonically has been Susan Richards for, like, most of her existence. Um, which I think is mostly because Sue Storm is just, like, a frickin' way cooler name. Yeah, it's definitely a better superhero name than Sue Richards. Like, that that just sounds Um, like a suburban mom. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, uh, also, I mean, to be honest, I mean... I'm not going to get married, and if I were to get married, I would not change my last name. But, even if either of those things were true, if my maiden name was Storm, there's no way I would change that. Yeah. Like, if you've got a cool last name, I mean, the only way that I would change my name through marriage would be if they had a kick-ass last name like Storm. Yeah, like Storm. Reed should have changed his name. Reed Reed Storm. Storm. Is rad. It also um, sounds like some sort of weird wind instrument joke, maybe. Yeah, you could get you could get something out of that. Um, it also it's also uh, a fun thing I learned while I was uh, doing research is like um, less less for Sue, um, but for Johnny, a lot of like like, descriptions referred to him by his last name, like, after this storm, and I'm like, when did Storm from the X-Men get here? <laughs> I had to reread every single sentence, because I was like, when did Storm get involved? And it's like, oh, no, it's him. It's, uh, it's him. Uh, the other thing about, uh, Sue, Sue Storm hyphen Richards, the invisible woman, um, was that she was, uh, the invisible girl for a while in the in the early days of the the fantastic four um which is i mean both of them neither of them are very exciting names cuz they do just say the thing uh it took kind of a while for them to get to the point where they're like maybe we shouldn't be calling this adult like married woman girl as her superhero name um was it maybe around the time where she had a child uh it was a decent amount of time after that oh like a like a good uh an okay chunk of time yeah yeah so that's that's fine uh we'll we'll get to it um but so as we uh we covered with Reed, uh, the Fantastic Four were, uh, you know, 
Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's kind of, like, main, like, first collaborative creation that kind of made them the, you know, names they were in comics and in Marvel, uh, specifically. Um, and part of what, uh, Stan Lee, at least, has, has expressed about them was that he was interested in creating superheroes who were, you know, complicated and had flaws, uh, and weren't just flying around saving the day and with zero problems. Um, so Sue was obviously, uh, put on this team because they were like, we should probably have a woman in there. Um, and also this means that we can have, you know, a romance, um, which is, uh, you know, heteronormativity is fun, but it did also, like, fit with the idea for the series, which is that they wanted to kind of make it about some of the interpersonal relationships in this team and not just, you know, the supervillains that they were fighting. Um, but, uh, Stan, um, Stan claimed that he, one, he wanted her to be, like, you know, a fully-fledged member of the team, like, on equal footing with everybody else, which is, like, a good starting point, you know, uh, kind of, kind of the minimum that you should do with the women on your superhero teams, but it's good to establish. Yes, Stan, I'd, I'd really like her to be, you know, in charge. Yeah. That would be something. (laughs) That would, you know, that would shake things up. Um, and he has also said that he, uh, wanted to differentiate her from Wonder Woman, um, who I think at this point was still, like, the most well-known female superhero, um, and Sue was, like, the first female superhero created during Marvel Silver Age, so, like, post-50s, um, and so he didn't want her to have, like, a Wonder Woman-esque set of powers. So he wasn't really interested in, like, super strength or, you know, that kind of a physical thing. Um, and he decided on invisibility, or maybe Jack Kirby decided on it. Nobody can really say for sure now. Um, but he initially was more inspired by, like, uh, the Invisible Man, uh, the, uh, H.G. Wells story slash, uh, movie adapted from the H.G. Wells story. Um, so the initial concept, apparently, was that, uh, she would be invisible all the time and, like, have to put on a mask in order to interact with normal people in the physical world. Um, and also that her clothes were not invisible, so if she wanted to be completely unseen, she would have to take her clothes off. Um. Now, see, I was about to be all like, that's a really cool concept, and then you got to the nudity part, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, so that part's, like, not good. And, like, I, clearly they weren't gonna be showing nudity in the comic, but I don't know- but just like, as a concept. Uh, no, as a concept, it's very bad. Um, I, it, I don't like it. So thankfully they, um, ixnayed that. Uh, I think probably, I don't know if, like, there was, like, an editorial thing or if they just realized, like, before 
they actually went through with it, they were like, this probably isn't gonna fly. We're like, we, this is also in the post-comics code era, where, you know, people were very strict about what you could and couldn't show. So, probably a good call not to be like, uh, this woman is casually naked a lot of the time, and you can't see it, but we are going to establish that fact. Um, I mean, if you could turn invisible, why not be comfortably naked, as long as it's not, like, cold? (laughs) That's, that's true. Um, but they decided on, you know, a more, uh, an easier, like, science fiction version of invisibility, which is that, um, she has a special suit that Reed helped design because he designed, you know, suits for all of them with his science abilities that, you know, work with their powers. So, you know, Johnny has a flame-proof outfit and Reed has an outfit that can stretch and Sue's turns invisible, like, when she does. Um, so that's not a concern. I do also, I think it's, like, I think it's maybe better this way, because, like, the invisible all the time thing, um, is also, like, it feels a a little bit like a curse, um, which is fine and, like, suits, you know, the, the concept of, like, oh, you know, complicated superheroes with problems, um, but to have, like, like, half of the members of the Fantastic Four be like, oh god, I'm permanently transformed into a monster. Um, that's a lot. That's, like, that's, that's, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, initially, um, for the first, uh, couple years of the Fantastic Four, um, she just has invisibility as her power. Um, and then later on, they add, uh, the, uh, other well-known half of her power, which is, like, creating force fields. Um, so, you know, uh, Violet from The Incredibles. Yeah, um, pretty much. I think, I think, I've seen these things, like, I think coupled together in other characters besides Violet. Um, I'm pretty sure Sue was the first occurrence of this. Um, but, uh, they, she also, um, at the same time, they, um, they give her the ability to, like, make other things invisible by touching them. Um, and then gradually over time, they, uh, expand these abilities, um, to, you know, oh, she can, uh, see things that are, you know, rendered invisible by other means. Um, and, you know, she can create a force field around herself, uh, or she can create, you know, a force field to protect against, like, psychic attacks. Uh, but she can also use her force field to, you know, make, like, constructs, like projectiles, or, you know, like, uh, like a surface that she can levitate on, um, or, j- like, Basic, like, a sort of a, a Green Lantern level of control, but they're all invisible and, and not green. Um, which, like, does, uh, make her, you know, over time as they kind of establish more of these powers, does make her, like, I think the most versatile member of the team. Um, yeah. 
probably the most powerful. I mean, like, fire's pretty good, but, you know, I think, I think there's more, there's more that Sue can do. Um, which is good because Sue's also the person on this team that I trust most with, like, the most power. Um, so it all works out. Um, Sue's, uh, story, um, so we touched, we touched on, you know, the, the basic Fantastic Four backstory. Um, Sue and her brother Johnny, who's also obviously a member of the Fantastic Four, um, they, um, Sue mostly, uh, mostly raised, uh, Johnny on her own for, like, uh, a lot of, uh, their youth because, uh, their mother, uh, their father was a doctor, their mother was, uh, injured in a car accident, um, and their father insisted on operating her on her, and then, uh, she ended up dying, and then, uh, he got obviously very upset about this, um, went, you know, went into kind of a, a depressive spiral, um, ended up, uh, getting arrested for one thing or another, uh, went to jail, and Sue was like, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of my brother myself then, I guess. Um, so, this is, uh, this is relevant in the sense that, like, her having a lot of responsibility from a young age, uh, does kind of explain, uh, a decent amount about her role on this team. Um, but, uh, she ends up, um, she is staying with her, uh, her aunt, who runs, like, a, a boarding house when she meets Reed Richards for the first time, which is initially when she's 13, and then, uh, many, many, many years after that, they're like, mm, that's pretty young. Uh, maybe we he's shouldn't. In, he's in college, uh, and she's 13, and they're gonna get married later, so probably we shouldn't do that. Um, so later they change it to, like, she's, I think, like, graduating high school, um, which is more reasonable. Um. Still not the best. Not, no, not great. Um, but they, they still, they don't start dating at this point. They, uh, they start dating after she's in college, and she meets him again, um, and, uh, then they actually, like, you know, start, I don't know if they start dating or they're just kind of, like, you know, expressing mutual interest in each other, um, but that gets, uh, I mean, it doesn't get that interrupted. It gets a little bit interrupted, uh, because Reed tells her about, uh, this very cool experimental space flight that he's doing, um, that he, you know, he ran out of funding for, so, uh, he's just gonna test it by himself with his, you know, best friend and pilot, Ben Grimm, and Sue says, that sounds great, can me and my teenage brother come? Not the brightest idea. No, not the brightest idea. I think, 
one, she had a big old crush on him. Um, and two, you know, she's, it shows a certain, uh, adventurous spirit that I think is admirable. Um, and clearly Johnny's down for it. Uh, but, you know, not a great call. But also Reed is like, yeah, it's totally, completely cool and safe and we'll be fine. Um, because Ben's really the one who's like, I super don't know about this. It seems like a bad idea. <laughs> um, which is fun, which is, uh, fun irony. Um, but so obviously, uh, they go into space, they get, uh, you know, they're not properly shielded from the cosmic radiation and it irradiates their bodies and they crash land back on Earth and then they discover they have superpowers. Um, and Sue can, you know, turn invisible at will. Um, and Reed says, great, there are four of us, and we have superpowers, and those superpowers are pretty fantastic, at least mine are. Um, I've decided this, so we should fight crime together as the Fantastic Four. <laughs> um. Original. And- I mean, he, he's definitely not, uh... He does, doesn't have a PhD in creative writing, I don't think. No, no, that's not one of his many PhDs. Um, definitely, probably any creative area is, uh, a space where significant intelligence is sort of lacking. Um, but, uh, Sue takes on the name of Invisible Girl, um, which is, like, again, she is at least in college at this point, um, which I feel like you should be allowed to call yourself a woman, uh, if that's, you know, how you so choose. Um, and also, it's not, you know, it's not a super creative name. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's just sort of like, well, yeah, that's what I am. Um, but so, uh, they go and they begin, uh, fighting crime. One uh, notable thing about uh, Sue's, you know, place on the Fantastic Four during their early crime-fighting career is uh, I think we mentioned uh, earlier that the Fantastic Four was, like, uh, the comic that or reintroduced uh, Namor, because Namor had existed as a um, as a character in, like, the golden age in like pre-Marvel um and Lee and Kirby brought him back in the Fantastic Four um Namor has uh a weird Namor has a a, a romantic interest in Sue um and they like this ro- this tension comes into play like a lot um like, it, it's introduced early on, and then it just kind of, like, reoccurs, like, throughout Sue's whole life, basically. Um, it's just that, uh, Namor just, like, is really super into her. Um, and she's, you know, mostly interested in Reed, but still sometimes she's, like, she looks at this barely clothed underwater man, and she's like, well, maybe. Um... It's, like, it's funny also because, like, hearing about, like, I feel like Reed and Sue are, like, so established as a couple at this point that, like, reading about this early on, you're like, wait, was there, 
Was there a point where they weren't married? <laughs> was, was there a point where this was like cool to be happening? Um, but uh, there was a point where they weren't married. Um, they do get married not not too long into the you know uh into the existence of the team. Um, Namor still keeps trying, which like, <laughs> okay, buddy, <laughs> you do you. I I do what I feel like. All of Sue's, like, romantic interests are, like, there is Reed, and there is this thing with Namor, and then there's, like, a couple, like, alternate universes or, like, dystopian futures where she marries, uh, Doctor Doom. Like you do. Like like you do. And it's like, Sue, my girl, set your sights higher. Um, but, uh, they get married. Uh, Sue gets pregnant. Um, I think while, um, while she's pregnant, um, they have, uh, one of the Inhumans, uh, Crystal, uh, fill in her spot on the team. Um, the Inhumans also, I can't remember if I mentioned this last time, also being a concept that was introduced in Fantastic Four. Um, we we talked about them a little bit with Kamala, but the Inhumans are like a uh, a group of humans that were experimented on by uh, the Kree, the aliens, uh, and exposed to this uh, weird alien mist that gives them superpowers. Um, but there's a whole bunch of them, and they have like a whole complicated society, um, and several of them make recurring appearances in the Fantastic Four, including one who Johnny dates for a significant period of time and, uh, replaces Sue on the team for a little bit while she's pregnant, which is a good call. Probably don't fight crime while you're pregnant. No, because (laughs) then sometimes you're Black Canary, and you're fighting Harley Quinn, and then you have a nice little sit down in an alleyway. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's a good outcome you could have. Yeah, because Harley's like, wait, are you pregnant? This fight is over. Yeah, so I guess the moral of the story is, if you want to fight crime while you're pregnant, fight Harley Quinn, because she'll be cool about it. <laughs> she'll I she'll can't... stop and then she'll offer to buy you like baby shower gifts. Yeah. Fine, I love Harley. Um so this first child um that uh Sue and Reed have, it's Reed's child, obviously. Um their first child uh is named Franklin. We mentioned him last week. Um but he is born uh he's a mutant, which you know, maybe has I has something to do with how, you know, his Reed and Sue are both sort of mutants, but not like X Men mutants, but like people who were mutated by uh space radiation. Um They were not internal evolution forces mutants. They were external very fast mutants. They were mutated very, very quickly. Um Franklin is also a mutant. Uh, and unlike most people who are born mutants, uh, his powers don't manifest, uh, 
when, like, he hit puberty-ish, his powers manifest right away. Um, and also, unlike most people who are born mutants, he is essentially a god. <laughs> um, he's, like, a, like, super, super, super powerful, like, psychic reality warper, uh, can do almost anything. Um, and, uh, obviously, you know, uh, immediately some supervillains take notice of this. Um, a, uh, a supervillain, uh, named Annihilus, which is, you know, just really, that, yeah, that's, that's about as evil as, as a name as you could get, thank you. Um, he, uh, he tries to, like, you know, unleash, like, Franklin's powers, like, before they're fully developed, um, and Reed is concerned that this will, uh, basically destroy the Earth, um, if, you know, Franklin's, like, full abilities are unchecked, um, and just, I don't, I don't know what exactly he does, uh, but, quote-unquote, shuts down Franklin's mind, um, and Sue gets kind of upset about this, uh, you think? Be yeah, because, like, hey, don't, okay, one, don't mess with people's heads, two, don't mess with our son's head, three, don't do that without asking me first, Reed, um, but, uh, so this, uh, Fra Franklin, Franklin's fine after this. Like, they, he's okay. He does not destroy the world with his powers this time. He definitely has on some other occasions or in some, like, alternate timelines. There's a bunch of futures where he's evil, I'm pretty sure. Um, as, you know, as happens with every sufficiently, like, powerful, super-powered child. Um, but, uh, that, uh... That that causes that causes some difficulty, for sure. Um, another uh significant event after this is uh to uh they attempt uh to have another child. Um, and Sue ends up having a miscarriage. Um, and is very upset about this. And then is, unfortunately, while she is, uh, in a very bad place, is, uh, emotionally manipulated by another supervillain, uh, into becoming an evil version of herself, uh, called Malice. Um. A pretty good is, evil name. It's pretty good. It's pretty evil. Um, there have, uh... There have been a couple, uh, super villainesses who've gone by Malice. Um, one of them being, uh, I think Nakia's, like, first appearance. Or not first, but, like, Nakia's first arc in, like, Black Panther was her getting, like, possessed by the supervillain. Um, but, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, but she, you know, she attacks the, uh, she attacks the rest of the Fantastic Four, and eventually, uh, you know, 
Reed, Reed is able to snap her out of it, um, by, this is funny, by making her, like, genuinely, actually, like, angry at him, um, and, like, real Sue experiencing, like, actual anger is enough to kind of, like, shake off this, like, psychically induced, like, evil anger, um, and as a result of this, um, and this is, like, this is fantastic for, this is, like, in, like, the 260s, um, in Fantastic Four issue numbering, like, it's been a while, but as a result of this, having gone through this experience, um, to, uh, she takes a little bit of time off, um, and she also changes her name, uh, from Invisible Girl to Invisible Woman. Oh, good. Um. All it takes is a little bit of emotional manipulation. Yeah, just a whole bunch of trauma. Um, You've experienced trauma. Congratulations. You're a woman now. That's how it works, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she does this, like, uh, Malice, like, comes back a few times as, like, an evil influence in her brain. Um, and they eventually manage to get rid of it. Um, I think Franklin does, or, like, a future version of Franklin, um, you know, as, as you do. Um, they do this, um, this child also ends up, uh, returning, um, because also, also, every time some weird, every time some very weird Fantastic Four stuff happens, um, it's assumed to be Franklin. Um, so Franklin reveals that he somehow, like, he saved Sue's child that she miscarried by, like, transporting her to an alternate future, um, and then is able to, like, bring her back so that Sue can try to have the baby again. Um, very, very weird complicated nonsense um but uh dr doom helps them out thanks. uh thanks dude thanks yeah he's like he's like i will do you a favor um and make sure that you know this baby is delivered safely using my magic that i have um but you have to do one thing for me and they say okay doom what is it and he says you have to name her the name i choose which is valeria and they're like I mean, all right. <laughs> it's a dope name, so, like, I don't know. There's, it's, sure. <laughs> all right, Doom, what's that gonna do? Yeah, he does also, in addition to this secretly, he, like, uses magic to, like, psychically connect himself to this child so he, like, knows what the Fantastic Four are doing, but then they, they figure that out and they get rid of that. They're like, get out of here, Doom. Yeah, I think that secretly maybe Doom just really wants a daughter, and he's like, I, yeah. "Well, my supervillain life doesn't re- isn't really conducive to having kids, so maybe I'll just live vicariously through the Fantastic Four, even though it pains me to do so because I hate Reed Richards." <laughs> I hate Reed Richards so much that not only did I become real good at science, I'm also real good at magic, because maybe that. Will help me defeat Reed Richards. 
well, I will get good at magic because one day Reed Richards will come to me for a favor. Yes, and I will solve it with magic. And he'll owe me so, ooh, he'll owe me so good. Um, so Sue is, in a lot of ways, um, this kind of stabilizing influence on the team. Um, she, you know, obviously, like, she and Reed have this relationship that they've had for, uh, the entire existence of the Fantastic Four, um, and they both love each other very much, and, you know, Sue is, like, the first person that Reed listens to when he listens to anybody, um, which isn't always or most of the time, um, but, you know, she, she, uh, she spends a lot of time, you know, looking out for Reed and trying to get Reed to act like a person. Um, and obviously she's this, you know, uh, kind of mother figure to Johnny um, and tries her best to keep him in check. Um, and she's like, she's very close to Ben. Um, and Ben, you know, has has a, uh, a contentious relationship with Johnny and sort of a, uh, tumultuous relationship with Reed, um, because they are best friends, but also he does blame Reed, uh, for, you know, turning him into a rock monster from space. Fair. Which, yeah, because, like, I mean, like, he did. <laughs> um, but, uh, he he and Sue are pretty much always, like, like, Sue's very, you know, patient with him, and he respects her a lot, um, and it's very, it's very good, um, she's great. I do, I wish it wasn't so much, like, oh, the one woman on the team is, like, you know, the, the caring and nurturing one and also is responsible for keeping all of these dudes dude issues in check. Um Yeah, that that part's not great. I mean That part's not great. There are only four of them, but Yes. Ooh, 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 ooh. I just had yeah. a thought. Yes. Make Reed a woman. Hey! 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 God, I'm so, I'm so mad at myself because I would absolutely adore Reed Richards. <laughs> if that, like, that would be my exact character type. Yeah. If that was a woman. Um, Mrs. Fantastic, let's go. Oh my god. Oh, I would be so into it. Hey, hey, uh, hey Marvel, it's us again. Uh, we're calling with one of, a, another one of our great ideas. I know um, you haven't listened to any of them in the past, but trust me, this one's the best one yet. <laughs> this one freaking rules, actually. Um, that would that would actually solve it, because the thing is, like, there's like nothing wrong with being, you know, like a nurturing, compassionate, like responsible, like kind of stabilizing influence. Like those are all good qualities, and there's nothing wrong with a woman being that, um, the problem is, Sue's not a real person, she was created by men, 
Um, and when you only have one woman on the team, and that's sort of her role is as this caretaker, um, it gets, it gets to be a little, well, it, it gets, it feels like, oh, this is just how you perceive women. Is a, yeah. You know, wives and mothers and kind of, you know, caretakers. Um, but if Reed is a woman and you have two women with very different personalities, that helps a lot. You Turns literally out- don't have to change anything about the character except, no. like, Mr. Fantastic probably not out. Like, that's not... Yeah. It's it's a very gendered name. That's that's true. That's the one thing that I think maybe wouldn't fly. But everything else, we're good. Keep it. Got like it. Reed even works. Yeah, Reed's not necessarily like an extremely gendered name. No, absolutely. You can have you can have a lady named Reed. It would actually be it would be a, it would be a really cool name. That would be my other thing, is probably like, shoot, this lady rules, and she has a dope name. Yeah. Hey, Marvel, um, we just fixed your shit. We fixed everything once again. Thank you uh, for listening to our podcast. Um, and if anybody yeah. from Marvel is actually listening, hey. <laughs> maybe make Reed a woman. <laughs> um, that's my suggestion. I don't know if you happen to be somebody who's working on Fantastic Four or has the power to undo 50 years of comic history. But if you do, maybe think about it. Um, hey, is your name Franklin Richards? <laughs> hey, Franklin Richards, if you're listening to this podcast, I got a really cool idea for you. Um, anyways, I don't mean any of that as like a slight against Sue, because it's definitely not that I dislike Sue. Like, I like no. Sue a lot, and she's, like, she's good. She's, like, a good person and, like, a good character. She's a good her. character, but if all we have in media is Sue Storms, then it's like, hey, y'all. Yeah, listen. Um, But also, Sue is great, and you should respect her, and everyone should respect her. And listen to her because she's the person on the Fantastic Four uh most deserving respect. Um Ben is second. Yeah, I was about to be all like, Ben deserves respect. No, Ben listen, Ben deserves respect. Sue maybe deserves more. Yes. But Ben deserves a lot. Um Ben already you know, gets respect just by being a man. So Yeah. But, I mean, he is also a big rock monster, so that... Yeah, but he experienced how many years of respect before that? That's true. He had he had a bunch of non, non-rock non monster male privilege built up. Now he just has rock privilege. <laughs> the secret privilege. The secret privilege that only Dwayne Johnson and Ben Grimm know. <laughs> Yes. Um, did you have, uh, comics you wanted to talk about? I mean, I just picked up some comics. If you were in the Discord, you saw my comics emergency. I didn't read them yet, but I didn't know that this was happening. Apparently there's a new Winter Soldier 
series or mini-series, and I only found out about this by walking through the comic shop. Uh, I was looking for um, Journey into Mystery, which they were sold out because, of course, they were. Uh, <laughs> the Mackledor is clean to the out good! <laughs> but there's Winter Soldier and... What stuck out to me at first was issue number three's cover where it's got Bucky and some kid in, like, a modern outfit that kind of harkens back to, like, original 1940s Bucky, but, like, Mm. very modern. And I'm like, hey, what is this? (laughs) Excuse me? Hey. Hey, does Bucky get a teen sidekick? And so, like, I flipped through, and from what I can tell, it's... There's a teen assassin who was modeled after Bucky, like, in-universe, modeled Mm. after the Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. sent to kill him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah. (sighs) Was this made for me specifically? Uh, I mean, it sounds like it. And the the thing is, I don't know if it's good or not yet, like, content-wise. It might be extremely disappointing. We'll find out in a couple of weeks, probably. (laughs) When I finally, like, alright, yep, you're tired. You're allowed to sit down and read comics and not work on anything else. <laughs> go. Go read the Bucky comic. <laughs> Experience it. Oh, man, though. It's just... I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. That is a whole... a whole thing, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Well, did you read comics? Do you have anything you want to say? I did read comics. Um, I was able to uh, pick up Journey into Mystery. Um, before... Ooh, before the McElroy's cleaned them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it is uh, just a total delight. Um, a very, just a very fun, zany romp, um, which is exactly what I always want from my comic books. Um, my favorite thing about it is uh on the title page where it has the credits. Um they didn't bother listing out all their names. It just says written by the McElroys. There they are. It's like you you know them. You know who it is. Um if you're buying this comic, you probably know who they are. And if not, that's easily googleable. Yeah, you'll you'll get there. You'll You'll figure it out. Um, so I read that. Um, I read the only other, uh, War of the Realms tie-in I currently have any interest in, which is, uh, the Squirrel Girl, uh, tie-in issue, which I was reading Squirrel Girl anyway. Um, but, uh, it is good. It was, it's good because, uh, when, you know, uh, Ryan mentioned there was going to be, you know, a Squirrel Girl arc as part of this. I was like, I feel like, I feel like Squirrel Girl doesn't, like, really lend itself well to, like, 
you know, big, high-stakes, like, Marvel crossover events. Um, but it turns out that actually it does, because what happens in it is, uh, all of this stuff is going on, and Loki's like, oh god, oh, this is so bad, who should I talk to? I know, my very good friend Squirrel Girl! Squirrel Girl will definitely help me get out of this problem. Yeah, I mean, she will. I'm just, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that they're just, like, cool good pals. It's so great. I um, mean, that's, that's Doreen. That's Doreen in a nutshell. She's just huh, cool nutshell. pals. Yeah, all about pals. Um, also very fun this week uh, is that, oh no, dogs. Um, Batman issue uh 60 whatever batman issue just came out oh no dogs whichever batman issue came out this week um which is uh a spiritual sequel to uh my favorite part of this whole batman run which was the uh the clark lois bruce selena double date um, yes yes and this is about um pre-wedding uh Lois and Selena having like a wild girls night bachelorette party um while Bruce and Clark just kind of hang out um and it is wonderful um and drawn by Amanda Connor who's like the perfect choice for this specific story um so that was a lot of fun um and one last, oh, one last thing I did want to mention is that I, uh, saw the new Hellboy flick, um, the yeah. Hellboy reboot. It I was... hear he can't have sex. Yeah, that's the one thing about Hellboy you gotta know, is that he cannot fuck. Um, and then Ron Perlman's like, no Hellboy fucks. Yeah, honestly, just that's probably a more that's probably a more enriching experience is that exchange. Um, no. Uh New Hellboy was not very good. Um I definitely didn't hate it. Like it's not, you know, like completely joyless. It's just kind of uh a mess. Um mm. But if you like sort of like kind of uh, B-movie, schlocky, like, uh, gore-heavy, uh, you know, action, horror, comedy, um, like, kind of, like, maybe sort of, like, a Van Helsing type thing, or, like, an Underworld sort of thing. Okay. Like, yeah. If that's, like, a vibe that you're into, maybe you would enjoy this new Hellboy. Um... And if that's not a vibe you're into, maybe you enjoy Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy, because that's not that vibe. Um, and those movies are very special to me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, not, uh, def my least, my least favorite out of the three superhero movies I've seen recently, but, like, not, you know, not, like, Batman versus Superman levels of miserable, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that. Um. Oh, man, I did I ever tell you, uh, 
my brother sent me a message the other day. He and his girlfriend were watching Justice League, mm -hmm. and they haven't watched mm, any of the other DC movies except for Aquaman. <laughs> so he's like, what's happening? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, what specifically? He's like, Superman is dead? And I'm like, well... Yeah, that kind of happened, and I mean, Batman kind of blames himself for it, and he's like, did Batman kill him? And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't remember a lot of Batman versus Superman, but I don't think so. I think it was Doomsday. <laughs> and, my brother, and then my brother simply sent back, well, he's back now. <laughs> oh, he sure is. Yeah, yeah, he sure is. So, like, that's that's good, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, I love Justice League. It's not yeah. good. I love it. Um, if you love Justice League, or you hate Justice League, or you have any opinions you want to share about anything we've talked about, or any of our future opinions you'd like to hear, you can uh, find us all over the internet on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, at our Facebook group under Capes and Japes. Um, you can join our Discord server where you can experience things like e-discovering this Winter Soldier comic for the first time. <laughs> uh, live and in person. Um you can uh, send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support us through that, you can get bonus content. You can come hang out with us for movie nights. Um, Which, shout out to our newest patron who, as oh. we record this, uh, donated this morning. So thanks, Chris. Hey, thank you, Chris. Awesome. Wow. Super cool. Super glad to have you. Wow. Nice. I didn't tell Olivia beforehand. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I'm like, very clearly. Um, that's awesome. Come join our Patreon and then we'll give you surprise shout outs. Um, we're get very excited on air. Um, uh, you can also, you can leave a rating and review. Um, you can let a friend know about this podcast if you think they'd be excited about it. Um, and you can keep on listening, keep on hanging out with us. Um, thank you, uh, as always for joining us. We'd love to have you. Uh, I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Lady Reed Richards. <laughs> Oh.